Welcome to Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from Commander.com with a K. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O. Kim is on vacation this week. We've got Allie. We've got Ben. I'm Mike. Today, the deep dive. Online deliveries. Have we... I actually did get something ripped off of my front porch, so I can tell that story. Also, vacation rental scams. What you need to watch out for as you prepare to get back out in the world and go on vacation this year. We'd also love it if you tap the subscribe button so you don't never miss an episode. This will be delivered automatically to your device every single week. And we start with the news. And Allie, what's going on with your phone's passcodes and Venmo account? Well, they have something in common. Two things. Both things that you should keep closely guarded. And they're both things that politicians have kind of screwed up lately. So the senator, Democratic senator, his name is Richard Blumenthal. He's from Connecticut. He did a pretty dumb thing the other day on C-SPAN. He was talking about how we open up our phones in just a second with our fingerprint or in just a few seconds by putting in our passcode. And he put in his passcode on TV. Now, you might be saying nobody's watching C-SPAN. It doesn't matter. That might be true. Sorry, C-SPAN. But the clip I saw on Twitter had 75,000 views. And that was just one clip alone. Ted Cruz interrupted him uh, pretty quickly to tell him that was a bad idea. Blumenthal probably felt a little silly, but his response was really kind of nonsense to me. He said, my life is an open book, saying essentially, I don't have anything to hide. That's just not true. And I think that's the attitude that gets people in trouble, right? You might think, nobody wants any of my information. What do I have? There's actually a lot on your phone that you should be protecting. Oh, no question. I mean, if I lost my phone, I think I would be in panic. Have you guys ever lost a phone, like left it somewhere, forgot it? Yes, I have not. I didn't lose it long term. Uh, One time my husband left a phone in uh, an Uber in New York. That was a pretty stressful day. Sure. (laughs) We finally got it back, but it doesn't feel good. So I left one in the backseat of a car for like five minutes. (laughs) And panicked? It wasn't. Well, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't an Uber it was with a friend, but luckily the friend lived across the street. So, Well, and I mentioned Venmo, too. Um, in mid-May, BuzzFeed News, they went researching on Venmo, and they found Joe Biden's secret Venmo account. It took them all of 10 minutes, and all they were using was the built-in search features and the public friends features in Venmo. Here's a reminder if you have Venmo. Transactions are public by default. So if me and Ben are friends on Venmo, I send him some money, and I include what it's for— Anybody can see that. Now, you can set those to private, but there's no way to make your friends list private. That is always publicly accessible, and that's actually pretty creepy. You know, most people use their real full names on Venmo because it is a money trading platform, so just something to be aware of. All right, Ben, you've got a story about surprisingly valuable uh, accessories for video games, yes? Yeah, so you hear video games, you hear valuable, and you usually think of like those old Super Mario games from the 80s still in shrink wrap that get auctioned off for just these ungodly amounts of money. Well, that's too far back in this case. This time it deals with a trend, or shall I say a phenomenon, from the mid to late 2000s. So let me ask you something. Who remembers and who played Games like Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Oh, yeah. Oh, wasn't that fun? I was a star. Not really. I wasn't very good. (laughs) I still have memories of when I hear a song and remember, oh, I used to be really good at that on Guitar Hero. It was good. It was good. I had quite a few for my Xbox 360 and uh, I think for the PS3. Play games with my kids or even friends who would come over, download new songs. We had the microphones, the guitars, the bass guitars, drum sets, all just piled up in the corner of the living room, you know, kind of days that I miss. Well, the fad died a few 
years ago, but not among some diehard fans. Since they don't make those plastic instruments slash controllers, adapters, and dongles anymore, you have to go find them secondhand. eBay, Facebook Marketplace, you know, Goodwill, whatever. Well, you can find guitars on eBay for 30 40 bucks. some of the adapters closer to $50. I saw a set for, like, PS3, a drum set, a couple guitars, a mic. It was going for more than 150 with multiple bidders. I saw that just uh, the other day. Well, I came across a story from Tom's Guide about one Rock Band 4 accessory in particular that's worth big bucks. It's called the PDP Wired Legacy Adapter for Xbox One. It has a very specific purpose that allows you to connect more professional music equipment like electronic drums and this adapter is going anywhere from 200 up to 600 even a thousand bucks on ebay wait so this is people connecting real instruments real-ish yeah like electronic type but yes they can really take the beating right unlike the plastic instruments that are easy to break but yeah this adapter i guess it works like let's say you have a rock band 4 for the xbox 360 but you want to play it on the xbox one because that's right around the time it transitioned. And then it allows you to connect that equipment, too. So it's it's hard to find now they don't make them. So, yeah, people are buying these things, spending six, seven, eight hundred bucks for it. What song were you guys killer at on these games? What was your best I don't know if I song? I admit it. <laughs> Knock it dead. I was pretty good at the Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer. Oh, wow. That's a hard song to sing. No, you didn't sing it. You just played it, right? Oh, I did both, guitar and mic. Oh, Mike. wow. That's wow, a, what a cool really dude. hard song to sing. I, I didn't like doing – I always thought it was funny when you had to sing because you didn't know, need to know the words. You really didn't even need to know much. <laughs> if you could get the pitch right, you could kind of just hum yeah. along with it and yeah. cheat, which I loved. Um I really liked More Than a Feeling, the Boston oh, song. Yeah, that's a good one. That was one of my favorites. That's an awesome song. Yeah. All right. So next up, oh, I love it when we share medical breakthroughs. And this one is about the eyes. Go ahead. I love stories like this too, Mike. I think this one is so cool. There's a guy, he lives in France. He's 58 years old, and he's been able to experience partial recovery of vision in one of his eyes using this breakthrough new treatment. And he's got something called... Retinous pigmentosa. It's basically a neurodegenerative eye disease. Um, it's the most common inherited eye disease, and it affects the retina and basically stops it from working. So it's been about 40 years since this guy was able to see. Now, he's been in this treatment for about seven months, and he's been able to recognize, count, locate, and even touch different objects. And he's doing this while wearing a pair of these light-stimulating goggles. It's pretty cool. Um, The goggles work alongside actual injections that he's getting in his eye. He's getting these genetically altered cells put right into his eyes, and the treatment is actually helping him sense a different type of light, um, amber light. And the team that's doing this, they also develop these specialized goggles. They have a camera that captures and produces images into his eye based on these amber light wavelengths. Um, he's been in training for months. You know, his brain has to learn how to recognize these things. Um, so now, seven months later, he has been able to see things like the white stripe in a crosswalk so he can cross the street. He's been able to find things. You know, where's the notebook? He can find it. So this is really the very beginning. But this guy, the researchers say he's super excited about it, obviously. And, you know, just think about the possibilities for what this could bring. Yeah, sounds like very technical but uh, life-changing again in technology and how it can uh, truly change lives. All right. So we're going to find out here in just a moment uh, the Google activity page, what it is and how you can lock it down. 
course, we've got brand new or not true uh, coming up. Ben has the products this week. And the scam of the week, well, if you're starting to plan your vacation, uh, you definitely need to hear about this. It's the Tech Refresh podcast with Kim Commando and friends from Commando.com. Welcome back to the Tech Refresh Podcast with Kim Commando and friends from Commando.com. Brand new or not true is just ahead, but first, a quick look at the Google Activity page, what it is and why you should lock it down. Yeah, every time you use a Google service, um, let's say you say something to Google Assistant, you do a search, you navigate somewhere in Google Maps. All of this is tracked on something called your My Activity page. That's assuming you haven't gone in and shut this down or changed the settings. If you haven't looked at it, you should. Go to myactivity.google.com, and you can see going years back, everything you've done can be a little creepy. Now, in the past, let's say I'm sitting next to Ben. He leaves. His computer is signed into his Google account. Well, I can go to that page and check everything out. So if you share a computer, maybe someone could have access to your phone. Now there's a way to password protect this page. So this is a really great feature if you share a computer with somebody or you just want a little extra privacy. So go to that page, myactivity.google.com on a computer. You'll get a little pop-up on there that says safer with Google. You can add more security by turning on extra verification. Click that and then you're going to click yes, require extra verification and save it. From here, it means you'll have to put in your password a second time. Now, if your password is auto-saved in your browser, kind of defeats the purpose. So you might consider for your Google account, not saving that. Maybe it's one that you want to actually put in each time. Do you have any control over how long it saves your data or can you turn that off? Absolutely. Yeah. You can do auto-delete over certain periods. So you can do every three months, every 36 months. I think there's one in between. Or you can just have it so that it doesn't save anything ever. Very useful. Thank you, Allie. Yeah. It's time now for America's newest national game show sensation, where you can play and guess, is it brand new or not true? Every week, literally thousands of new products, sites, apps, and services are announced in the technology world. Some destined for greatness, others not so much. Oftentimes, the products sound so crazy, outlandish, and ridiculous, you sit back and think, what were they thinking? Then, of course, you've got another tech millionaire. When playing Brand New or Not True, we present you, the home listener, with three products, sites, or ideas. It's up to you to decide which two of the three are real and which one is fake. Do you have a theme, Ben, for this week? Let's just call it Around the House. Okay. (laughs) Product number one. Okay, so you know light bulbs have gotten some big upgrades over the years. Incandescent to fluorescent LED. Now many are internet-connected smart bulbs with millions of color options. Well, have you ever seen a levitating light bulb? Light is a light bulb that looks like a vintage Edison bulb, but this one hovers in midair using magnetic levitation. It hovers above a beautiful wooden base and is powered wirelessly through the air. Not only does it look cool, but the flight is also energy efficient with LEDs inside a shatterproof bulb that can stay lit for up to 50,000 hours. That's over 2,000 days. With a few different styles and finishes to choose from, one flight bulb costs $299, okay. but why not just buy a five-pack for $1,299? Okay. Wow. Expensive lights. Go ahead. Product number two. Okay. So I mentioned a couple months ago how bummed out I was when Logitech decided to phase out its line of universal remotes. I am open to the idea of another one that's out there. While it's a little more limited in what types of devices it can control, and it doesn't have a touchscreen, 
This one is all about how they're controlled. The Cavo One for All can control your TV, AV receiver, soundbar, you know, Roku, Amazon Fire TV sticks. But its standout feature is a biometric fingerprint reader. Just hold your thumb over the small print reader at the bottom of the remote, and it opens up your presets, from HDMI setting to the streaming device you use and a custom UI showing your favorite streaming apps. Up to six people can be added to this remote through an app, which also features parental controls to limit what content is accessible. The Kava One for All comes with a rechargeable base station and costs two twenty nine. Two twenty nine. Did this come to you in a dream? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who here has ever had pet fish? Yeah. Okay. A fishbowl is one thing, but like the aquarium, the full-on fish tanks, you have to move the fish out. You have to drain it, clean everything, change filters. It's a mess. You can do that, or you can get a, a Coral Life 3D Scape Virtual Aquarium. It looks like a standard rectangular aquarium, but it's actually made up of three OLED screens on the front and sides that display what looks like water and various fish swimming inside. You get to pick from various presets through an app. Saltwater aquariums with breeds like clownfish and seahorses. Freshwater tropical aquariums for guppies, angelfish, and tetras. Even the decorations can be modified. But the best part is the 3D tech that uses elements from holographic displays to keep the three screens in viewing sync no matter what angle you're standing and looking at it. Now, like standard home fish tanks, the Coral Life 3D Scape comes in three sizes, and it starts at 12 inches wide for $379. The largest 24-inch version costs $599. Oh, doggone it! Ben, as always, this great products! This every is a tough single, one. Uh, Every single time. Yeah. Uh, this is the. They're all really, really cool. The levitating light bulb, uh, product number one. The flight two ninety nine. Uh, product number two is the Cabo One for All TV remote for two twenty nine. Coral Life Virtual Escape uh, twelve inch for three seventy nine. That's a really brilliant product. If that's not real, it should be. It's kind of expensive for like a little twelve inch. I guess it would cost a lot to produce something like that, so it makes sense that it's expensive. I'm going to eliminate that one right off the top. That's usually the one that's correct, by the way, for those of you that haven't heard this before. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so I'm going to say that one is fake, and I'm going to say, you know what, for Ben, for your sake, I'm going to say the uh, levitating light ball is also fake, and that you have found the TV remote mecca on the uh, Kava One for All for two twenty nine, the TV remote. I'm with you, Mike. I think that that is something Ben dreamt up in his wildest <laughs> dreams because it's his perfect product. That's what he thinks about usually all day. <laughs> he daydreams, especially since his other one is going out. You know, they're not supporting it anymore. Exactly. So. I'm going to say the Kava is fake. Okay. I'm sorry, Ben. Oh, all right. Hmm. I'm going to say the aquarium. I think it's awesome, too, and I think people would buy that. I think that's the real product, so I'm going to go with the aquarium. Okay. So, as usual, we'll start with Mike. You said the remote? The Cavo remote is the real product. It's pretty awesome, isn't it? It's awesome, and it's (laughs) not. I know you came to me first, and it's (laughs) fake. Gosh. So, uh, the aquarium? Another Ben original. Oh, very nice. (laughs) So that leaves the, the levitating likely, light, uh, the, the flight, which, yeah, yeah that's, that's real. Wow. Different styles, wood finishes. Yeah. And you does really, it look cool? It actually does. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you – it's just 300 bucks for a little floating light bulb <laughs> that, where you put them around your house because you can get 
like I said, a five pack for thirteen hundred. Yeah, I'd rather spend three hundred bucks on some fake fish. <laughs> yeah, or or a remote for two twenty nine. <laughs> Just nope. saying, that's real. Well, it, that should be real, but it's probably not going to be two hundred twenty nine dollars if it ever <laughs> does come out. All right, that's it for this week's edition of Brand New or Not True. Thank you, Ben and Allie. And up next, we're going to take a look at the the deep dive online deliveries, porch pirates. What do you do to keep your products safe? Uh, have you ever had uh, any theft happen to you in that department? Tap Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from Commando.com. Welcome back to Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from Commando.com. Every week we give you the inside scoop on what's going on in tech, so you're the source of tech information for your friends and family. This week we take a look at porch pirates and specifically how we keep our packages safe when they get on the front porch alley. Yeah, more people than ever in the past year started ordering things online. Amazon had its most profitable year ever. And I don't think that's going to go away anytime soon. I think a lot of people realized how convenient it is to order stuff online. So first, let's just say, how do we deal with this? Do you guys order a lot of stuff online or do you mostly go to stores? Yes, uh, Amazon all the time. Like Kim was saying, you know, a couple of times a week at least. A couple of times, yeah. Let's just say the recycle bin is full of cardboard boxes every week. (laughs) I think I talked about this before. I started feeling bad about all the cardboard that was stacking up. And so we try to do one order a week. It doesn't always work out that way. But, you know, we definitely order from Amazon in my house. So porch pirates, have you guys ever had to deal with this? Have you ever had this happen in your neighborhood? I did. Back when I lived in a house in Mesa, I had a couple come up, uh, walk up and grab. She was the lookout and they'd certainly done this before. And then he was the he was the grabber. But uh, I had security cameras. As a matter of fact, I didn't even realize that I had not got the product till like two weeks later. And I was like, well, whatever. It was a uh, it was a case for a phone. It was a phone protector. Right. So it was like an $8 product. Uh, and so then it said it was delivered on such and such a date at such and such a time. Right. Went to the cameras, looked it up. Sure enough, there they were. Called the cops. They got the uh, the image. And uh, I don't know if they ever caught them or not, but probably not. <laughs> what about you, Ben? Not that I know of. I mean, we've had a video doorbell for you know, five, six years now. But you know, going back before that, I'm, I'm sure there were a couple times where something just didn't show up and you reported to whatever company and they, they send another one. I don't know if it was just lost in the mail or actually stolen, but nothing that ever stood out as being like an expensive, you know, order package. So. Well, and I'll bet that's why now, do you ever get those text messages or emails from Amazon saying your stuff is here and they'll send you a picture of it? Yes, because they want to show you we delivered it. That's another thing. The delivery drivers put it in different places. Some of them are good and they maybe hide it behind a chair or something so you don't even see it. Yeah. Others, uh, they put it right in front of the door where everybody can see oh, it. Oh, absolutely. By. And that's a that's a really good point, too. So depending on your setup, I have kind of a oh, couple feet high planter in front of the porch. And so you'd really have to come around and be on the porch to find things there. Some houses, you can just see everything that's sitting there. So I want to go through a couple ways to protect your stuff. You guys both already said this one. Security cameras or doorbell camera. That's really a great way. At least, you know, it might be after the fact seeing something happen, or you'll get a notification, hey, somebody's on the porch, what's going on right now? Um, they sell those lockboxes that you can, if you've got the room for it, you could add a lockbox to your porch. I just wonder if the drivers use them, if the delivery drivers actually pay attention. And- yeah, on that, you know, that 
you have to leave directions. So on Amazon, you can. You can for all your directions. You can say, put it in the box. Here's the code. Um, or maybe, uh, Kim has said this before, she'll sometimes put in the directions. Just toss it over the gate if it's something that's not you know, going to break or anything like that. Um, or you know, put it behind this planter. You can even have Am- Amazon deliver right into your garage if you have one of those smart garage doors. You- can you put those directions on every one or do you have to individually on every order that you order? That's a good question. I think you have to do it per order. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ben, you have a MyQ. Have you ever considered using that deliver stuff in my garage? Considered it, but there's typically somebody home. Yeah. So, yeah, but I've got the MyQ. I just never set up that Amazon key service. So everything comes to the porch, but kind of what you're saying, it's like my porch. I've got like two stone columns with, you know, recessed areas behind that that whoever's bringing it usually puts it behind there. And if you're just street level, you can't see anything, even if it's a pretty big box. So I would also say make friends with your delivery person. I see the same couple delivery people in my neighborhood all the time. And if you're friendly, if you wave to them and then, you know, at one point you say, hey, can you put packages here? They'll do it. You know, they're they want to make you happy. Um, next door is a good place to look if you are, you know, anything going on in your neighborhood. Kim actually said that she saw a next door Someone was driving around following the Amazon delivery truck a little bit after and would go take the packages that Amazon had just dropped off. So she wouldn't have known about that if she wasn't in next door seeing what people are talking about. Um, I stay away from next door because I don't want to deal with the neighborhood drama, but it is a good resource. And then you can always have packages delivered to your office. You know, certainly make sure it's cool with your, with your company, but that is a good option if you're not home or have people who aren't home. Excellent. It's the Tech Refresh Podcast with Kim Commando and friends. One of the things we promise every week is to keep you from getting scammed. So every week we talk about a new scam that's going on that you need to watch out for. Now, everybody's preparing for the big vacation. So, well, of course, we've got vacation scams. Yeah, I don't know about you guys. I'm going to try to get out a little more this summer. Maybe not just like all over the place, but... More than last, you know, staying home. So, well, you know, airlines are seeing an uptick in passengers. And, of course, vacation rental sites like Airbnb and VRBO are seeing much higher demand as fam plan for, well, big summer vacations or just quick weekend getaways. That tends to bring out scammers and even bad hosts who try to take advantage of you. So, you know, as Kim put in a recent report, you have this air bait and switch where hosts create misleading home profiles only for guests to show up and find something dirtier, smaller, more rundown that was in the photos. Or you'll have these last minute cancellations. You're already there. And now the host says, oh, got to cancel. And they try to get you to book one of their more expensive properties. That's aside from just the straight up scammers waiting for you to click on one of their fake ads for properties with unbelievable rates. And unfortunately, many of them know how to manipulate what you see in Google search results. And so a lot of those ads, those fake ads, will show up near the top, and they're aware of the keywords that you search for. You know, if you click on one of these, you'll be taken to, taken to most likely a malicious website, might look real, and you'll be asked to pay the full price up front, maybe even turn over your banking credentials. Uh, check out commando.com for tips on spotting vacation rental scams, along with tips for finding things like hidden cameras, other listening devices for once you actually get your rental. All right. Up next, we are going to take a look at uh, <laughs> is planking. Can planking be fun? Uh, I'm just going to take a wild guess there. But anyway, uh, Ben's going to review a product. Also, we've got a girl fighting cancer gets to walk at her graduation with a little help from tech. It's the Tech Refresh Podcast with Kim Commando and friends from commando.com.
Thanks for listening to the Tech Refresh podcast heard exclusively on the Kim Commando Explains podcast from Commander.com. If you haven't already, make sure you click the subscribe button so you get these podcasts delivered automatically every week uh, and every Friday you get the Tech Refresh podcast. And then also on Tuesdays, you get the Kim Commando Explains podcast. And that gets you to dip your toe into the cryptocurrency world. Well, don't do it until you listen to this podcast. Kim and Allie and Ben talked about uh, cryptocurrency, what it is, how it works, how you can get it if you want it, what's, what are the risks involved, a whole much more. Again, that's on the Kim Commando Explains podcast. And Ben, it's time for our product review every week. And I mentioned it, could planking be fun. Well, first of all, have either of you ever had somebody come up and say, man, planking is just fun. <laughs> exactly, right. There was that whole planking phase where people would, you know, post videos yeah. planking yes, on weird things. Yes, breaking furniture and falling off and everybody <laughs> yeah. was laughing, of so course. I guess that was the incentive at that point. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, maybe there are people who just enjoy it for the sake of it. It's not really me. And, you know, one of the trends to come out of the pandemic besides Zoom, bread making has been more of a push to get in shape at home. And I jumped on that particular bandwagon. And this review is about the Stealth Core Trainer, which, again, is supposed to make planking fun. But you look at it for the first time, you might not even really be able to figure out what it is. It's a big, triangular-shaped yellow hunk of plastic on a platform base that you have to, like, balance your forearms on. There's really not much to it. I think this was a product on Brand New or Not True a couple of years ago. (laughs) Seriously, yeah. Yeah, so you take it out of the box. Like I said, it's just one piece, set it on the floor. You download the app and you set up an account, and it gives you a few games you can play, like speed gliding. So once you're ready to go, you put your phone down into a recessed area on top of this you know, piece of plastic, and you get in position with your you know, your, your forearms on the base. You stretch out your legs to where you know, you're, you're, stre- you're strengthening your core. So no, you know, no knees touching the ground. And then you start one of these games. Like I said, speed gliding, and you basically glide the glider on the screen with your movements forward, back, side to side, all while you try to keep balance on the trainer. It's not easy. But is it fun? <laughs> it's not, well, not at first because you fall off, you know. It's, you can do timed games, endurance-based. There's leaderboards, all that kind of stuff. Well, planking is hard as it is. Trying to do it while moving your upper torso to a game. Well, you can feel it. I get it. They try to distract you with the game, but you can still feel it. And the game is supposed to, uh, you know, distract you while targeting 30 muscles throughout your body, not just in the upper part, but also legs and everything else. And it's not for everyone, especially if you have back problems. Uh, And it might not also be fun for everyone. I did get into a little routine where I was doing a little bit, but here's the thing. It retails for 150 Yeah. And the app is free, but it costs 25 bucks a year to unlock additional games and user content. So would you buy it? I would not. There are other things I like doing instead. Working out uh, planking is not one of them. But if that's your thing, go for it. Not for me. I'm going to stick with plain old regular planks. Yeah, there you go. All right, Ben, thank you so much. And uh, finally, we've got a gal that uh, could walk down and graduate thanks to technology. Yeah, this is actually a story out of Ben's hometown, Oklahoma City, and from the news station that you worked at, right? Not just that. That's, uh, it's also my high school. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So her name is Jasmine Medina. She was diagnosed with leukemia last October. So she has been fighting for her life, but also working so hard in the hospital, 
um, to make sure that she graduates on time. Her mom said she can't remember a day when she didn't see Jasmine cracking open a book and, you know, working on her schoolwork. Now, the time came to plan her graduation, and sadly, her doctor said, it's just too dangerous. You can't go and be around all those people. Your immune system just isn't good right now. So she thought, wow, I don't get to have my high school graduation. Well, with a little brainstorming, the team came up with an idea. They used a robot completely controlled by Medina that she could operate right from her own home. It's about three feet high. It's on wheels. It had basically what looks like an iPad for a face. So she got to control this thing. Of course, it wore a cap and gown. And then she got to feel like she was really at graduation. She said, I was there graduating. I was able to walk across. I was able to get that diploma and see everything going on. So pretty awesome. Congratulations, Jasmine. And hope you're well. That is amazing. It's great. And a shout out to my fellow Putnam City West Patriots in Oklahoma City. <laughs> that was my high school uh, mascot as well. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, that's my football team, the Patriots. Hey, there we go. Uh, well, it used Free to Patriots. be <laughs> before they got rid of Tom Brady. <laughs> if you'd like to comment about the podcast, good or bad, mostly good, send us an email to podcasts at commando.com. Again, that's podcasts at commando.com. On behalf of Ben, Ali, Kim, I'm Mike, and we'll see you next time. And for the latest digital news and articles anytime, go to commander.com with a K. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O. I need to remember that when the products sound too logical, it's fake. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, when they're when they're when they sound completely outlandish, it's usually real. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, (laughs) we figured you out. Yeah, we got you now. (laughs) I I can see you're trembling. (laughs) That's just the AC.